Hi everyone, thanks for joining today. We're gonna to be speaking with Don Weintraub of Windermere Real Estate uh, here in the Pacific Northwest and Coldwell Banker over in Miami, Florida. Uh, Don got his license over there in Florida to best kind of serve his clients' needs as he saw that during the pandemic, there was a lot of uh, movement between those folks that are here in uh, Seattle Bellevue area um, down to Florida, which is the same reason why I chose to get my license in Arizona because I was also seeing that, um, that cross collaboration between the market Markets. And so I um, want to just touch base with him on how is the Florida real estate market? What are some key investment opportunities that he's seeing um, looking to the future? And then also just kind of talk about the day in the life of brokers on the move. So um, feel free to reach out if you have any questions and enjoy. Thanks, Don, for meeting today. Um, obviously, with you expanding kind of your service offering to Florida, um, you know, peak my interest just because, you know, there are a lot of clients. We do a lot of cross collaboration with the East Coast and our reload folks that come through. Um, and it just feels like there is a, a base of Seattleites or people in Seattle that do go back and forth um, to Florida. And um, I thought that was very smart and, and forward thinking of you to kind of jump in on that market. Um, you have original ties to, to Florida, don't you, or the East Coast? Is that right? Well, grew up in New Jersey, you know, which is almost like a suburb of Florida, right? I mean, just lots of going back and forth and have some relatives down there. And just, I don't know, just over the years, just got more and more interested in spending more time there and ended up uh, purchasing a second home there. With no intentions of doing real estate and then i just got so you know sucked in and and dazzled by all the all the interesting people the great projects the, all the shiny all the shiny properties that i decided to dive in and get my license and uh kind of do what you're doing with arizona and seattle so yeah yep very cool um and so in seattle you're licensed with windermere and you've been with them for some time and then um you're with coldwell banker is that right in in florida yeah so you know windermere is amazing but there's no location in florida and mm -hmm you know um wasn't the right time to maybe think about starting one so um coldwell banker and coral gables is a it's one of the top offices of coldwell banker and just a phenomenal group of people with resources and tools and to collaborate with so um it's worked out really well it's a good it complements windermere well so yeah very good all right. Well, I think that you um, have a video just kind of overall about the, the market there in, in Miami. Miami's pure is your focus, right? You're more so kind of the downtown core of Miami. Yeah. Specialist. So, you know, Miami, you know, in, in particular, this neighborhood called Brickell, where my second home is, um, is kind of, you know, ground zero for driving the growth of so much of the, the, or, uh, the, the companies coming down to Florida. Um, it's a really exciting place. So, you know, we cover the whole South Florida area and, and also have uh, people part of our team in areas like, you know, Naples or, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Palm Beach and, and everything, but really our, our base is, is Miami. Um, and I was going to just show this quick little video. It's about two minutes and it, it talks uh, about what's, what's going on down there and what's helping drive the growth of Florida. So I'm going to share my screen Perfect. and uh, we'll give it a, we'll give it a quick look here. Miami has a story to tell and it's so much more than tourism and sunshine. It has quite literally become the kingpin of the United States. The mass migration to the city has helped propel Florida ahead of New York to be the third most populous state in the nation. Miami is known as the magic city and was recently ranked as having both the happiest and the healthiest residents in the United States. As an unintended consequence of the pandemic, tech companies have been rapidly expanding in the city of Miami, 
It was recently ranked number one for tech expansion and growth, and companies like Microsoft, Amazon, Spotify, and TikTok have been planning a stake in the ground here. Miami has also become a major financial center as it cements its status as the Wall Street of the South. Companies such as Goldman Sachs have chosen to call Miami home. Miami is also the unofficial Bitcoin capital as investors dream up new currencies and blockchain companies fill up shiny new office towers. Downtown Miami is going through a renaissance as the 27-acre, $4 billion Miami World Center takes shape. There are also more than 20 other developments coming to the area, which include the Baccarat Residences and the Cipriani Tower. When it comes to real estate, you've got options, including a walkable condo on Brickell, a trophy estate on Billionaire's Row in Miami Beach, or a Spanish Revival home in beautiful Coral Gables. Whether you want to live where others vacation, find the perfect second home, or invest in Miami's future, South Florida has something for you. So if you're looking for local Miami real estate experts, my team and I would love to hear from you. Please call me or go visit my website. I see is, um, you know, that you guys have a lot of people relocating there, the tech um, side of things kind of boomed. Um, and there's actually a lot of development kind of going on too. Is that both condos and apartments or is it way, swayed one way? Or it the is. Other? It is both condos and apartments. So, okay. you know, um, people used to, used to think of people going to Miami from, you know, maybe just New York or South America mm -hmm. international, but really now they're coming from everywhere. So, you know, as an example, you know, the I've got a lot of neighbors I've met that are from Seattle. I didn't know them before. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Seattle, Chicago, of course, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, San Francisco, they're coming from, you know, during the pandemic, they started coming down more and more. They could work remote. Mm -hmm. um, they wanted the sunshine. And everyone said they're going to go back home once, once things get back to normal. And most of them stayed. Yeah. So um, rents have gone up about 40% in the last year. So, um, you know, that's definitely been a little challenging for maybe the locals that don't have some of those higher paying jobs that have come down. Um, and there has been a lot of building going on because there's been so much demand for both rentals and, and new homes and new high rise uh, condos. So, so literally they're coming from around the world and from South America, they continue to come um, after kind of a pause, you know, with international travel. Now that it's things have really freed up, they're coming um, from places like Colombia, uh, Peru, Chile, um, and a lot of them are coming for political reasons. They're with some uncertainty down there. You mm -hmm. know, they're trying to move move their money or, or or move themselves and their families. And Miami is kind of their the number one place they want to go in the U.S. It's the unofficial, you know, capital of South America. But it's it's more than that because, you know, much like Seattle, I mean, we're starting to see a lot of tech growth in Miami. Yep. And, you know, Microsoft is building a 70 story building that they're going to be moving into just two blocks from my, my home there. Wow. Uh, Amazon, Tic Tac, uh, Spotify, and then, of course, companies like Citadel from Chicago, the hedge fund and Goldman Sachs. There's so much going on. It's 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 really, you know, it, in, in many ways is reminds me a lot like Seattle. Seattle started to grow and boom. Um, with their tech growth, we're seeing tech and financial growth there. Mm -hmm. And people are just really excited to, to be down there. So um, that's driving the cost of housing up a lot, as you can imagine. 
Yep. So rents up 40% about, and I know things that the market has shifted, you know, or, or is shifting pretty much everywhere, but um, during the pandemic, do you have any numbers in which it kind of increased, you know, was it 30% or 40% also on, on the uh, values for maybe single family or even, you know, condos? Yeah. So in the last year um, in Florida overall, the median price has gone up 14%. Okay. However, in, in Miami, it's, the median has gone up 16%, but a lot of the areas, in particular, the maybe the prime areas that have, uh, you know, the walkability and the big views that can't be blocked. In many cases, it's, you know, 30, 40% up in, in a mm -hmm. year. Yep. Um, so Miami seems to be outpacing, you know, Florida as a whole. And I think a lot of it just goes down to the, the, the whole growth and all the job opportunities, the high paying jobs that are coming down there. Um, mm -hmm. And all the areas around there. So, you know, going up towards Fort Lauderdale and Coral Gables and you know, that whole, the whole region there is in uh, Palm Beach, West Palm Beach has, has had a lot of growth as well with the uh, corp corporations coming in there as well. So the whole region, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I would say is outpacing a lot of other areas of, of Florida because of the opportunities. Yeah, very cool. Um, so with the new, I think we kind of just briefly touched on two before in a conversation, just like a couple of the new projects that have caught your eye um, that you thought you kind of wanted to talk about today. Yeah, you know, there's some really exciting projects down there that are different. Um, you know, Seattle has been a great place to invest for people for a long time and continues to be, but there's some things that are available in Miami that just don't exist here. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I do a lot of high rise uh, sales around Seattle East Side like you do. And um, a lot of people ask for, you know, can I, can I rent them Airbnb? Can I do VRBO? And the answer is pretty much no for most any, any of these buildings. So Miami has some really exciting projects that are designed and zoned from the scrap from the beginning um, for this. Um, so I was going to mention, mention one or two of them if I can share my screen again. Yeah, we only, I think it's five buildings, five or six buildings in downtown Seattle that allow Airbnb. Mm -hmm. um, so, and they're not the newer ones. They're definitely the older buildings for sure. Yeah, and here on the Bellevue side of um, Seattle, I, I don't know really any, maybe some low rise older ones, like you said, but no, yeah. none of the big new ones that newer ones people ask about. So, um, so this project, if you can see my screen is called yep. Miami 600 Miami World Center. And Miami World Center is, is actually like a 27 acre section of downtown Miami that's being completely redeveloped and reimagined. And it's it's like a $4 billion project. So we're, you know, we're kind of calling it the Times Square of South Florida. You know, it's gonna be a real big hub and there's gonna be a lot of, of, of things around it, you know, hotels and entertainment, uh, apartments, condos. It's, it's right near the train that goes to Fort Lauderdale. Um, the cruise ship terminal, of course, is, is walkable from there. All the financial and tech growth is, is walkable for, from there. So this project is one of just a couple that are going to be um, zoned and approved for nightly rentals. So you wow. can rent it out three, 365 days a year uh, or live in it like a condo. So for some people, like maybe if you live in New York and you want to come down to Miami for I think it's 181 days, so you can avoid the state income tax in mm -hmm. Florida. And then when you're gone, you could rent it out monthly um, or nightly. And they have options for on-site management. They come fully furnished. And they're in the 400s to the 800s and up. So, you know, fairly, fairly affordable for something new. Um, and this is just to give you kind of an idea of what the neighborhood's going to look like. When is this supposed to be completed? 
2026. Okay. So they have not broken ground yet. And, um, you know, they're essentially, they're pre-selling them very fast and the gallery is not even opened yet. So what's happening down there is that there's, although there's about 20 plus projects, this really is not as many as, as you maybe we might need for the growth that's expected. So this project is already selling very quickly and they haven't even opened their model home gallery yet. So they're, they're selling them with Zoom meetings and, and by appointments and they're selling very, very well. Um, and you can right. kind of see the location yeah. there, right? Yep. This, is, this is where all the arenas are. You know, the cruise ship terminals over here. What and is existing the, there currently? Is there, are there buildings or is it kind of like an empty? You know, it's a lot of old buildings and empty yep. lots. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you do a walk through there, it's, it's a massive construction zone. Um, and this is just one project of many that's coming in. I really like it because it's, it's relatively affordable and it's, it's a very high end luxury feel. Um, and it just is, it's just a turnkey, just a turnkey option for, you know, the flexibility. I think everybody's wanting flexibility today. All, all the, the work from home crew and some of the younger generations, they want flexibility in their life and they want flexibility in where they buy. So if you buy something like this building, you, you know, of course there's rules to follow, but there's a lot of flexibility how you can use it around your lifestyle or just make it a true, a true uh, pure investment. So yeah. you know, it's a place to plant a stake in the ground in, in the growth of, of Miami. Um, for a fairly reasonable price as far as a new construction furnace, you know, condo goes. So, so in the starting in the 400s, is that I'm assuming that's a studio and maybe that's then the 400 to 500 square foot range. Yep. Those are studios. They're, they're, I think they're like 47 square feet and up. Um, the one bedrooms are kind of in the, you know, fives to 700 square feet. The, the two bedrooms are more in the eights to nines. Gotcha. Yeah, the unit size down there tends to be a bit smaller than maybe some of the buildings that we see around around Seattle. Um, but very, very good use of space. There's there's no very little wasted hallway space. It's just very well designed. And of course, they come furnished. So all the furniture is just the right size to fit those spaces. And it offers the consistency to help keep the value up uh, and the rental income value up um, that's planned for, for when it's complete. Very cool. So are they, um, they're doing pre-sale. So they're, I'm assuming they're collecting like 5% up front and then have kind of a graduated collection or how are they do in the reservation? Well, it's a little different there than other parts of the country. So what the way they do this at this project in South Florida is it's a 10% reservation. So you put down 10%. Um, and then usually a few months later, they go to contracts when you actually sign the full contract and review it. That's another 10%. So it's 20%. And of course, there's opportunities for periods of time that you can change your mind, get your money back very easily. Hmm. Um, but there's different milestones. So let's say, you know, when they break ground, it's 10%. And when they hit the top of the building, it's 10%. And there's all these milestones, and you pay 10% payments over the over these next several years until you reach 40 or 50%, depending on which project. Got it. Um, once the building is fully done and it's closing time, and then, then you pay the balance. 50 or 60%, you know, with, with a mortgage or with cash. Um, so we're here around Seattle, we're used to kind of five or 10% and that's it till closing. But in South Florida, it's a whole, it's, it's every, everything is different down there and it's just a different way of doing it. Um, yeah. But I kind of like the idea that for an investor, um, like I helped somebody do one recently that like the idea of over the next couple of years, making these 10% payments, Mm -hmm. And he's hoping to not need a loan at the end, but you still have the option to do so. And you're kind of spread it out over time. And yeah. you know, in a perfect yeah. world, we might see appreciation 
before it's completed. No guarantees, but the way Miami's going, that might be the case. Yeah, I think that's smart. I like that idea because then you're kind of paying as you go. And then it's probably also when you get to the closing process, lenders may or may not have, depending on where the ratios are and, you know, all that whole debacle and drama that happens when buildings buildings open for closing, right. less likely to have as much drama. So I think that, that, that is, um, that's smart. And it's good for the developer too. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think they've really dialed it in on this project. And, and this is just one of my favorite ones that I, I feel really comfortable recommending. I think they've really dialed it in as far as what they're offering, what you get, and the location. You know, right now it's a construction zone, but if people have the vision. I think we might look back five, 10 years down the line and feel like these prices were, were quite, quite reasonable for, you know, a major city with major growth that's turning into, you know, it's, it's kind of a shining star in the world right now, what's happening in Miami, so. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, we'll definitely post the uh, links to this and of course your information too. Um, and then there was another one you wanted to mention. Yeah, so there's a similar there's a similar project called Nomad, which is in the arts and tech um, area, which is it's a, it's it's not right by the water, it's not downtown, it's a little further inland, and it's 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 if you've ever, ever seen the Windwood Walls where they've got those really cool graffiti arts mm -hmm. in Miami, if you can picture that, it's beautiful neighborhood where it's all local artists and local eateries, and um, you've got tech companies moving in there as well. So this is the only building. Uh, called Nomad. It's the Nomad brand, which you might have heard of from Vegas or London or New York. It's a branded building, uh, mid-rise, and uh, it's the only building in that neighborhood that allows the nightly rental. So again, it's another one of these very flexible projects. Prices start in the 500s and go to a million, million two. Um, there's going to be a 13,000 square foot Casa 2 on the first level. So if you had ever heard of Italy, um, like out of New York, that, that uh, you know, that big, you know, Italian food emporium. Um, this is going to be very much like that. It's actually a big, big draw. People mm -hmm. that know of Casa 2, it's a, it gives a lot of credibility to the building to have that in the Nomad branding. So another one of these fully furnished projects, similar to the concept I mentioned before, but the really exciting one I wanted to mention briefly, which is just kind of maybe a little bit of dreaming for, for most of us, but it's the Bentley building. And this one is right on the beach in Sunny Isles Beach, just north of Miami. And it is branded by the, the car company, Bentley. You know, in Miami, we like, we like our brand. So, you know, you've got the Bentley building, Aston Martin building, the Baccarat Crystal building, the Porsche building. I can go on and on. The diesel, diesel clothing brand building. I could go on and on, right? So um, this one is kind of the, at the top, I think, because it's going to be the largest residential condo building on the beach. Um, uh, here in the United States. And what's so, so, so exciting to me is you, you know, if, if you love cars like me, you're going to be able to pull your car in the elevator. You stay in the car. It'll bring you up to the, the 20th or 40th or whatever your floor is. And then that literally that photo there, that's your garage. You get out of the car. It's a three to four car garage and you're home. And uh, every unit's about Four to 6,000 square feet with outdoor living and a private pool in each unit. So it's pretty much over, over the top. And of course, the prices reflect that because they're five to seven million starting at and going up from mm -hmm. there. Um, this is a private, this is an example of one of the private pools. So um, I, I just recently toured the gallery, which is on the beach. They've not broken ground yet. And they are 50% sold. So uh, about one in every four appointments they have there 
is resulting in a, a reservation. Yep. So um, definitely a fun, exciting project or something to something to dream about maybe. So, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Well, nice. Um, so we're just, I know we've talked about this before. The other thing I just wanted to touch on is, you know, as we kind of expand our horizons as agents, because traditionally, you know, you're sitting in the dirt that you're selling and you're, you know, servicing the clients that are in that specific area. I think with the pandemic, um, kind of brought out of you and also myself is that, you know, our clients are so mobile now and they are, um, they're international, they're bi-coastal and they're, you know, they're moving around themselves. And so to better kind of serve their needs and get a full scope on what do they have as their assets and what are their goals in real estate and all that, we kind of have to expand, you know, our our mindset too, and actually jump into these different markets. So that was, again, one of the reasons why I didn't, I think I hear the same from you is why you kind of stepped into the Florida markets mm -hmm. just so you could kind of have that cross collaboration, better serve your clients and be there when they need you for everything, basically. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I also love the sunshine. You're, you're yes. around sunshine. So when uh -huh. I need a little break from some <laughs> of our gloomy weather. It's, it's a good reason to go work in Florida, right? But yeah. Uh, but yeah, for sure. I, I like to say, if you want to get something done, ask a busy person. Yes. And you and I are both both busy and have good systems in place and tools and team and resources. And I think part of it is that, you know, a place like Florida seems so foreign and so far away. I mean, you can't get any further away from Seattle than Miami, right? Um, and of course, you know, going to Arizona, a lot of people just don't know people there, right? So yes. just just knowing someone that you, that you trust, um, you know, is, is meaningful and just gives people confidence. You know, when I purchased there, you know, I didn't really know, I knew people down there. I just didn't really know an agent, mm -hmm. you know, in my area. So I had to kind of find somebody, um, on my own. And honestly, the first person I found, I, you think I could pick a good, a good agent being a, an agent, but the first person I found just didn't quite work out. I had to switch and found a, a phenomenal woman, Camille, but, um, you know, something just, just knowing someone you trust and, and it's like, if I have a referral to Arizona and I, I trust you, mm -hmm. you know, or you trust me with, with Miami. Um, I think that's just the most important thing. You don't need to be there boots on the ground every single day, you know, year round to be able to take care of somebody. And, and I think, you know, I'm learning things in, in Florida that I'm bringing back to my, my work profession here. Mm -hmm. And I'm bringing things from here that I think are more advanced than what they do down there. And I find that when I'm in my office down there, I, I can't get a lot of work done because my my amazing colleagues have so many questions about things that I'm doing here, right? And, yep. vice, and vice versa, that um, I think it's just a new challenge and it just makes us better. It makes us serve our clients better. That's what, that's been my experience so far, but it's not easy. Yep. It's definitely been, it's definitely been a challenge. Your flights are a lot shorter than mine. So yeah. that, that. That helps, that helps you as well, right? So Yeah, yeah, it's been nice. And that was one of our kind of prerequisites, I guess, when we were kind of looking at where we wanted to land and kind of where I was feeling that the base of clients were going and where everything was moving and being closer two and a half hours to jump on a flight. Because I could go home for just a day or I could come here for just a day and it does right. work that way. So um, I could see it being a little bit more, or you just having to plan a little bit more maybe when you're going quite as far as, as you um, but that does, you know, you have your team, your support, the people that you need, you know, and both ends. And so really doesn't, doesn't matter. So very cool. I agree. Well, well said, well said. Yeah. Good. Well, is there anything else you wanted to, to share about the Florida market at all, or maybe going into 2023, kind of how you feel everything is going to, um, shape up? 
Yeah, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, as much as, as things are booming down in, in Florida and Miami, it's, you know, we're not immune down there to inflation and the higher interest rates that everyone, they, they softened a little bit, but still, I mean, it's, it's, it's making it harder for, for, for buyers everywhere. Um, but I do feel like what we're seeing is, 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 you know, although there's been a softening in, in the markets across the country, I feel like Miami is been less affected by that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there's definitely going to be a bit more balance for buyers uh, and not not so one side just to sellers there, but maybe not as much as some of the parts of the country that aren't, aren't as strong, don't as much as as much growth. So so next year, I mean, we're we're desperate for for house listings. You know, there are there are you know high rise condos being built. Um, there's not that many houses and townhomes being built. They're just not, you know, as big as Florida is. I mean, it's it's a pretty I mean, it's filling up quickly, I guess you could say. It's no longer, um, you don't go down there to save money anymore. That's that's really, I think those days are kind of over. You know, we're catching up in price to other places. So um, definitely we're, we're seeing a bit more balance, but there's just an extreme shortage of, of, of single family houses for sale. So I recently toured some of these amazing Spanish revival homes in Coral Gables and um, it's just incredible how quickly they're selling if they're priced right. They're, they're just so few of them. Yeah. And schools, schools is a big problem in South Florida. There's, you know, there's a lot of um, pressure on the schools with the growth. And, and for those people looking for private schools, there's years wait lists. There's just aren't enough. They just, they just, I mean, there's just some things that, you know, there's, there's just some growing pains down there, but the market's expected to stay strong. Um, there, you know, the inventory levels are really pretty low right now. If you take away those, some of these new condos, there really isn't that much. And there's a lot of scale inventory, you know, properties that are rented that you can barely get in and see. And they're, are they really for sale? But there, there really is not that many options right now. So we're, we're all trying to get some more listings and some more balance in the market. And we think it's going to hold up really well um, next year. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Yep. Yeah. And I think that that actually is something that a lot of key areas or higher, higher desirable areas are experiencing too. It's actually, even though inventory is growing, inventory is pretty short. I mean, there's just, there's not a lot that's a short lived. There's just not a lot of inventory on the market in the key areas that people want to be. So like, um, you know, here for an example in, in Arizona, um, there's an area of Palm Croft and Canto, which is kind of more of the historic district of downtown um, Phoenix. And it's more of kind of the urban, I kind of equate it to our Queen Anne um, back home, right? And you have all these homes of all different sizes and and um, there's a couple really great private schools, um, boys school and the um, girls school over there. And they're highly, highly desirable. There hardly anything comes up. And even now, and when you see listings come up, I mean, they go off the market really, really quick. Um, and then, you know, Biltmore is another area, you got Paradise Valley, key areas in Scottsdale. And in those little sub markets, it's just when they come up, they're still popping off pretty quick. Um, the ones that are overpriced, mm -hmm. obviously, where they're overshooting the market will sit there and, sure. and wait because buyers are smart and they, you know, watch the market and everyone's in tune with what's going on with real estate. We have been for a while. So, and, and so, you know, it's just kind of funny, all the talk of chatter of inventory increasing and, you know, prices dropping and all that. To be honest, we are seeing it, but it's not really the, the desirable inventory in certain price ranges. So, uh, and it's very school driven too. I think that was very spot on that that's something that a lot of people are, are looking for now. Yeah, and you know, um, 
What's interesting is you know, there, there's been some stats that 800 people plus a day have been moving to Florida. Um, now we've had some hurricanes and things that maybe slowed that down a little bit, but um, there are just so many people coming. I know there's a lot of stories similar to that with Arizona, right? Mm -hmm. And the people just the people just keep coming, and it's just this puzzle to, to figure it all out, like this this whole puzzle putting it together for our buyers and sellers. And I like to say that you know, life drives real estate. It's really hard to time the market, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's I think it's more the time you're in the market than trying to time the market because the people that are buying now, although those payments don't feel as good as spring, you know, uh, there's a good chance they'll be able to refinance later. And yeah. then when the prices, when the prices go up again, if, well, when the interest rates go down, typically the prices go up yep. and, and the people that are buying now because their life, life changes and they, they need to move or want to move or need more space or downsizing. Yeah. There's opportunities to, uh, to always improve the loan later. So. Yep. For sure. Good. Well, I think we can probably wrap up now. I think that was, we covered a lot of ground and I thank you for yeah. sharing your kind of expertise and I'll, um, we'll be reposting this of course, and, 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 uh, we'll post your contact information and I'll continue to scoop people your way. who are looking to kind of base themselves over there in Miami or in well, the best of place. And same with, same with Ash, uh, same with, uh, you know, with, with Arizona, for sure. Always looking for, uh, it comes up a lot, a lot, right. The whole Arizona back and forth. And, um, you know, the, the most, the, the recent investor I helped never had been to Miami, right. So there's just some people that don't see themselves going down there and using it, but they're, they're looking to put money somewhere they feel maybe more comfortable with than the stock market yeah. or cryptocurrency these days. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's just good to have a working relationship and be a resource for, for people that, that have some needs or possible needs as we look, look ahead. So. Yep, exactly. Good. Well, thank you, Don. Appreciate your time. Yes. Thank you very much. Let's maybe we'll do this again in a year from now. We'll, we'll see how looking back, how things turned out, but uh, I'm excited to see where the market's going in Florida, hear more about Arizona. And of course, um, of course, Seattle is still an exciting place as well. So thanks yeah, for having me. Definitely. All right. Well, you take care and we'll check in with you soon. Okay. All right. All right. Bye bye. Thank you.